Parenting Bites is brought to you today by AT&T Digital Life. Have you ever left your home in a rush and later wondered, what if I forgot to lock the front door? I do that. I actually did that today. I went back up in the elevator. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not only did I think I couldn't find my keys, I thought I locked, left them in the door, which is the worst <laughs> thing. What if I didn't turn the heat down? What if I left the curling iron on, which everyone knows. I talk about my flat iron every week. That's what I do. What if I left the garage door open? With AT&T Digital Life Smart Home Security, you can help get rid of all those unnecessary worries and stop asking, what if? Because AT&T Digital Life helps keep you connected to your home, meaning you have more control even when you're away. Forgot to give your in-laws a spare key? Unlock the door remotely from your smartphone using the Digital Life app. Worried about how your dog is doing with the cat? Check in on your pets with the indoor camera. Did an unexpected cool front come in? Adjust your thermostat on the go and so much more. With AT&T Digital Life Smart Home Security, you can enjoy more freedom, convenience, flexibility with a safer, smarter home, and you can stop asking, what if? I feel like women are the big what if askers, Well, because right? we do so much, that, and you're juggling everything in your brain. It's yeah. yeah. So you're always like, did I do that? Yeah. Did I did do I, that? Did and I your remember? husband's like, I don't know. Did you? I've had to call the super <laughs> before. It's like a nightmare. So AT&T Digital Life is smart home security that you need. You can learn more at att.com slash dlparenting. It helps you keep connected to your home so there's no more what ifs. Check out the security features, indoor, outdoor video cameras, motion sensors. I like pets. We didn't really talk about nannies, but you could. You could see you your could. nanny. You could see your parents if your parents are babysitting. I think that's one good. You can do remote, light, remote lighting controls. So if you're away, people don't know that you're away. Remote door control to control locks or garage doors. And smart plugs, which is my favorite, to make sure small appliances are off remotely. So check out AT&T, att dot com slash dl parenting available in limited areas and select markets two-year security agreement required camera door and thermostat functions each require separate package and agreement early termination equipment and other fees monthly service and other charges and restrictions apply see att.com slash dl disclaimers for details including license information Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hey, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy, co-founder of KidsViews.com. I'm in the studio today with Andrea Smith. Hello. Technology guru extraordinaire. (laughs) Amy is not with us today. She actually had to go to an event um, which maybe she'll tell us about at another time. I don't know. Basically, she scheduled something which she shouldn't have. So we're just going to call her out. Which on is it. so unAmy. <laughs> I mean, so unAmy. So she is really <laughs> usually super on top of that. But we are excited because we have on the phone a special guest with us. We have Jennifer Jolly, who is the Wired Well columnist for the New York Times and a Tech Life reporter. Not just for the New York Times, I should say, like all over the place. All over USA Today. USA Today, like all sorts of places. We're going to have Jennifer joining us. She's awesome. She's so good. And we are going to talk about two topics today. One is a film that every parent should see called Screenagers. Um, You can kind of guess what it's about from the name, which is very clever and punny, which we always like here at Parenting Bites. Um, But we're going to talk to Jennifer, wrote a great article about it and had an interview. And we're going to talk about that film and if you should go see it and why you should or shouldn't. And then we're going to talk about a new study that came out saying two-minute warnings make kids' screen time tantrums worse. Is it crazy? It's crazy. Who, who would think? Totally crazy. So we're going to talk about that, too, with Jennifer. And then we'll have our Bites of the Week. So we have Jennifer on the phone. Hi, Jennifer. 
Hello. Yeah, so that two-minute warning stuff, basically when it comes to tech and kids, everything you think is right is wrong and vice versa. <laughs> right? Yeah. But that's like life. Getting uh, a grip on it. <laughs> I know. We're going to talk about that. I mean, we'll talk about it when we tackle it as the yeah. second topic, but it does seem to me it's almost like nutrition, too. Everything you think is right turns out yeah. to be wrong the next year. All that low-fat like, stuff, forget right. it. It it's made like you fatter. Yeah. So I don't know. It's in a hot minute anyway. Exactly. So, so yeah. us, us guinea pig generation of parents um, and kids doing tech, we're just trying the best we can, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. Being a tech reporter and being a mom you know, I've watched these cycles come and go. And, and you know, in October of 2016, the uh, Academy of Pediatrics will come out with complete new recommendations, the American Academy <laughs> of Pediatrics. They're going to update all their recommendations on kids and screen time. So, you know, no minutes, uh, zero to two will change to something else. And so, so you really have to trust your gut and follow your instincts as a parent more than you ever have before and in the middle of dealing with your own digital devices. I mean, there's there's sort of no limit on how much of a disaster this could be. Exactly. Um, and we'll all yeah. find out in 20 years. So let's jump in to talk about Screenagers because you, you've seen the film. You wrote about it. You mm -hmm. did an interview about mm -hmm. it. And I think this gets to the heart of it <laughs> really right. quickly, um, especially because we're really talking about older kids. And and Jennifer, your daughter's how old? She's fifteen. Okay. Oh, so you're so in like it. perfect age for you. Exactly. And this poor child has had to grow up <laughs> <laughs> with this tech reporter mom. And before I was a tech reporter, I was a general assignment news reporter. So like everything that possibly potentially bad could ever happen. I'm aware of, and this poor kid has gone through everything. So, you know, it's like having a parent who's uh, an EMT, you know, response person or something. It's like, oh my God, you could fall down. And so right. you get to do nothing. Although it's funny, my dad's a doctor, and my whole life he was like, you're fine, just wait a few days. Like, that was his, <laughs> his motto was always like, take two Tylenol, you're fine. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's a fine. virus. There's nothing you can do about it. Just, sit, just you're not bleeding profusely, you're fine. Right. Yeah. Everything's just a virus. Go to bed. So um, tell us, so you saw this movie. Tell us what yeah. you, you know, f yeah. and you have two perspectives. One, from a tech reporter and the overview, and two, as a mom. Tell us, tell us about it. Right. Well, this is a documentary that Dr. Delaney Rustin put together. So again, two perspectives, uh, mom and doctor. And she really launched into this project and in, in the creation of this documentary, trying to figure out and navigate her own, at the time between a uh, daughter and a teenage son's digital life. So her daughter wanted to get a smartphone. Her son was playing quite possibly too many hours of video games. And then she had all these patients that she was seeing. It, it was a bigger and bigger issue in her own practice. So she really said, you know, as a primary care doctor, what do I need to do about kids of all ages being glued to screens? And then as a mom, what do I need to do to set boundaries, limits, and, and raise these, these healthy kids? So the, the documentary itself is just a little over an hour long, and it touches on everything. It was a little overwhelming in terms of touches on smartphone use, video game use, actual uh, tech addiction with kids, which is becoming a bigger and bigger thing. 
And um, what I really appreciated most about it was how it broke down how the developing brain works and what we really need to know as parents about, about how their brains are processing this kind of information. So um, one of the examples of that is um, th there's a part where it, it shows the excessive use of screens and how that could harm the physical development of young people's brains. So there's this correlation between too much screen time and worse attention spans, negative effects on learning. And uh, that was really interesting to me, kind of like, oh, well, there's no wonder they can't, you know, my 15-year-old my daughter can't not answer a text right away because their brains are wired to respond to that kind of stimulus. So that was really interesting to me. That's really scary because when you are in it, right, like your teenager, my daughters are 14, it doesn't matter how many times I say to them, you have to shut the screen down an hour before bedtime. You have to, you know, it's just, you're a teenager. You think you know everything. It's really hard to turn that off, especially texting. Um, those group texts, which we've talked about before, are just the lifeline. And God forbid you for, you aren't participating in the group text. You might miss something so key. Um, but it is different than watching TV. And I think people keep talking about screen in this general way, but it's actually very different on your brain, right? Absolutely. In, in one study with younger kids, researchers divided them into two groups. Half of them watched fast-paced images on screens for about 10 minutes, while the other half drew with crayons in another room. And then they took tests. They took these little cognitive skills tests. The kids who were exposed to screens did significantly worse. Hmm. So the fast-paced digital media from text to flash games, online videos, social media feeds, all that constant texting tires out the brain. And it, in, in that case, and, and with this example, it doesn't seem to matter that much whether it's a younger brain or an older right. brain. Those kinds of things tire out your brain. So you can't be expected to have the same cognitive um, ability after you've been sucked into that group text. And, and that's one thing that, that we as parents, you know, we get sucked into. So if if we're not modeling great behavior, like one thing is, you know, I'll get, uh, I think I have 17,000 emails right now and 10 unanswered texts. <laughs> and, and that'll just drive my daughter crazy. Mom, 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 you know, so-and-so texted you. Well, I have to get back to them when I am able to get back to them. And, and that's a big learning curve for kids and parents. And, and you know, you mentioned your 14-year-olds. One of the biggest problems I see parents having today is getting phones, tablets, computers out of bedrooms. Yes. And I'm sure you've talked about this before. That's really the worst thing. And kids say, well, I need to set my alarm. No, you need to buy a $10 alarm clock. We have to get these devices out of their bedrooms because it's impacting their sleep um, and just impacting their ability to really be healthy. So that's a huge one. If, if you don't do anything else after watching this movie or hearing this, this podcast get the phones and devices out of the bedroom i totally agree too. yeah and yours too i always say that too like i my phone I, I mean, everyone who listens knows mm -hmm. this like everything's in the kitchen all yep. the charging for everybody mm -hmm. is in the kitchen except my husband who he 
that's what he does. He reads on his phone that's, at night, and he doesn't sleep well at all. And it, it's, it's the same thing. I say to him all the time, of course you don't sleep while you're reading on your <laughs> screen at night before you're trying well, to Well, and on bed. his phone. I mean, not even on an iPad or no, a tablet. He's reading on his phone, phone which makes his so, eyes concentrate. Oh, it's awful. I mean, my phone, you honestly, mine is... have young eyes. <laughs> he does not, and he wears glasses, and he can't sleep. And I just, Mine is downstairs <laughs> in my office, and it does not yeah. come up to my bedroom, and I have a library book next to my bed, and that is what I read before I go to sleep, because... Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's crazy. So, Jennifer, did your daughter see the film, or did you just you see it? Oh, no, she had to see it, and she was mortified. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she said, Mom, I know it's going to be all negative, you know. But she was really interested in it, too. And and the graphics that they used in the movie to really talk about the brain and physiology and the the you know mental and physical impacts of these things that was the most interesting part to me um the the first there's one part where they show that um the brain's responsible for things like planning decision making impulse control that grows really slowly over the teen years and Mm -hmm. it's not fully developed until our 20s now we know about this because we went through that right so we know that that we'll go get in a car and go too fast, or you you take and make all these dangerous decisions in your teen years because your brain can't really figure out um, another way to be. I mean, that's just how we're wired as humans. So screen time releases the chemical dopamine in the reward centers of the brain, and there is no other time in life when you're as susceptible to that pleasure-producing chemical than in your teen years, than in adolescence. Right. So when you put those scientific facts together with a smartphone, the the worst thing that you can do as a parent is hand over a smartphone and hope for the best. I mean, that is the most irresponsible thing that you can do as a parent. Um, But I hear it every day. I know I've felt it. And I'm sure you've talked about it before is that, you know, parents often feel like trying to set limits is just something they can't win at you know there's no right. winning it's it's pointless the cat's out of the bag tech is everywhere um but you know the the reality is is kids brains just are not wired to self-regulate i mean we have a hard time self-regulating right. we shouldn't expect them to be able to yet either i'm curious what your daughter thought of it after she saw it did she have any response she was really interested in there there was a part where it talks about a teen or a really bright young man who goes off to college and he becomes so addicted to video games he actually has to drop out of college he fails all his classes and he has to go to an in-treatment facility um, an in-house facility and be treated for this addiction that was really kind of amazing and eye-opening to her um, she felt like she knew a couple people that could happen to. Um, and she also really thought it was interesting. They, they really make a delineation in the in the documentary about girls being much more worried about their images across social media mm-hmm. and boys being much more sucked in and addicted to violent video games. So that was really interesting to her, too. And then another, another part that really stood out to her was that... Um, you're not born with self-control, you know, and this is something that, that uh, her stepdad, my husband will say to her, you know, if she's snacking too much before dinner, you know, have a little self-control. Right. Self-control not built in. <laughs> and, and I was really surprised by that, but there's, 
the most important indicator of success over time, even more important than IQ, is this ability to increase and learn self-control. That was another thing that really stood out to her. It was like, hey, don't expect me to have this self-control. Help me learn self-control. And right. um, yeah, so she really liked it. It wasn't a surprise to her. She sort of lived it, and she's like this amazing good kid. So, <laughs> so she'll tell me to get off my phone, and she'll ask me to sit down and, you know, when it's dinner time, say on a weekend, and maybe we're not sitting at the table and talking to each other because, I don't know, the Warriors game is on or something, she'll actually try to convince me to do that. So she's, she's a good reminder for me to be a lot more aware of my tech, too. Great. That's great. All right. Well, that is, we'll have a link to screenagers on our Facebook page. Because I think what you can do is actually, when I checked it out, you can try to organize a screening near you with some like-minded parents. And we will have a link to Jennifer's article that was in the New York Times so everyone can see it. USA Today. Was it USA Today or New York Times? This one was New York Times. New York Times. Um, And then everyone can check it out. And then if you've seen it, let us know what you thought and let us know how you regulate your children's (laughs) use of screen time. Ha, ha, ha. How you regulate yourself. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Regulate yourself. We will be right back with topic two. We're going to talk about tantrums because why why not? (laughs) And self-control. Right. And self-control in in tiny children, which who have little or no self-control. But we will be right back with that topic. So speaking of unplugging with your family... Each of us, no matter how old or young, has childhood memories of family vacation. And I bet it didn't include a screen when you have really fond <laughs> memories. They rarely do. It includes sands and yes, beaches. exactly. And real quality family time. Time spent together experiencing something new. And somehow it's comforting to know a place still exists where this tradition is alive and well. It's called the beaches of Fort Myers and Sanibel. As the name suggests, family vacations spent on the beaches of Fort Myers and Sanibel will include plenty of beach time, epic sandcastle building, the best shelling opportunities in the world, which just happen to make wonderful and free souvenirs. All these experiences create memories. Only one question remains, can you fit it all in? It's time to make the beaches of Fort Myers and Sanibel your family tradition. Visit www.fortmyers-sanibel.com to plan your vacation today or get a free Lonely Planet guidebook. We love the Lonely Planet guidebook. This is going to be such a good, low-tech, unplugged. Unplugged. No screens. No screens. Actually, like, playing as a family, building sandcastles, just doing what you're supposed to do during your summer or any vacation. Last but not least, make sure to experience the best shelling in the world at Fort Myers and Sanibel on National Seashell Day on June 20th, which we tried to say fast three times and we just couldn't do it. (laughs) But that's www.fortmyers-sanibel.com for more information on the family vacation of a lifetime. And if you do take your phone out and take pictures of your awesome seashells and sandcastles and share them on Facebook, because you know you're going to, or Instagram, then put it away. Put it away and... (laughs) And, or send them to us. Yeah, send them to <laughs> us and we'll share them. But uh, And make sure you tag you know, Fort Myers and Sanibel so we know where you were. But um, don't jump in the water with your phone. Mm-hmm. Everyone makes that mistake. One family member makes that mistake on every vacation. <laughs> so a good reason <laughs> to put your phone away. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. All right, we are back with topic two, which is two-minute warnings don't work. <laughs> they don't quell the screen time tantrum, which... I have to say, Jennifer, before I read this, I didn't realize there was such a thing as 
Oh. A screen time, <laughs> a tech tantrum. Yes. A tech yes. tantrum. That just seems unbelievable to me. Like I've had the I will not put on my winter coat tantrum. I've had the I don't want to wear shoes tantrum. I've had the I don't like the color yellow but this tantrum. This is a don't take away my tech oh my tantrum. God, don't yeah. take away oh, my yeah. tech oh my tantrum. I've seen it. I I have some friends who have some issues with they really have no screen time in their house at all. They don't have a television. They don't have much in the way of computers or iPads or, you know, technology in general. And when those boys get a chance to watch a movie on an iPad or play a video game, I mean, you have not seen addiction. Like, it is crazy. So, it, which kind of reminds me of, you know, growing up with the girl who wasn't allowed to have any sugar, and the minute right. she was away from her parents and could ditch on sugar, she would. And we talked about uh, this last week, too, because there was alcohol. A, an alcohol study, which also yeah. shocked, the results shocked us, um, about how giving your kids little sips of alcohol was not good and did not keep them from, from binge I'm drinking. Yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs> it's along the same lines here. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah, well... Um, so, you know, University of Washington study shows, and it went against what everybody thought the results would be, but when it comes to tech, and hey, two minutes and you've got to turn that off, it pretty much always led to a tantrum. And tech tantrums are huge these days. You can just tech tantrum on YouTube, and you have <laughs> two-year-olds, three-year-olds, 13-year-olds, 18-year-olds, I mean, I was really surprised that I'm working on a story about this, too, about just, I mean, I've seen adults have tech tantrums every now and again, so um, a better way to do it is really establishing clear guidelines and rules, and say, you know, hey, it's not my fault, these are just the rules, kind of like you did with teaching your kids to go to bed at a certain hour, like, oh, yeah, it stinks, but we all have to do it, here you go. Do you think the the devices, the tablets that are made for kids that have those timers built in, where it's not you, the parent, saying two-minute warning, but it's actually the free time app saying, you know, five minutes, like this is, or this is your last book today, or whatever, you know, all those little fabulous parental controls yeah. that nobody uses. Um, <laughs> but, but they do. They the say that if it's disabled, right. Right. <laughs> but it, right. the study does yeah. say that if you are not the bad guy and right. if the tech is the bad guy, mm-hmm. if if I mean, that's what I love about those free time apps. And right. where everyone you can should say, use them. They should be using them they because you can say, really gosh, should. honey, I don't know. The tablet turned itself off. <laughs> you must have used up all your time. The tablet's mm-hmm. mad yeah. at you. <laughs> I completely. That's a story that I'm working on this week for USA Today. Exactly that. Either you know, circle, uh, Disney circle device, uh-huh. a $99 yep. device that can control all of your, your kids' gadgets and your gadgets in your house. Our apps like RPAC, Kids Place, there's a new one called Glued. It, it's a brand new app called Glued, um, and it basically has you all compete in your house for who can turn off at the right times, and that's really <laughs> fun because it turns it into a game and gets mom and dad involved. I think those are so important to yeah. have and blame the tech to actually use yeah right. use it. why not use tech so why don't parents stuff? use it that's what's so crazy because i mean no matter what even if you give a two-minute warning if a kid's on you know level nine of angry birds or whatever they're doing <laughs> they're not going to want to stop whether they've had a two-minute warning or not 
Well, the reason why most parents don't use more of those control apps is A, they're tough to figure out. So if you're a non-techie parent, which mm-hmm. a lot of us are these days, you just you just feel overwhelmed. The the apps are too hard to figure out. The open DNS kind of solutions that deal with your home Wi-Fi routers, way too confusing, takes too much time. Mo- many, many parents feel overwhelmed just by the thought of tech. It, you know, they're tired, they're overwhelmed. Uh, so they just feel like it's out of their control and whatever they do set up, their kids are gonna find a workaround anyway because kids are smarter than we are at tech. <laughs> Those are the excuses that I hear all the time. and I can totally relate to all of those. But if you do take that five to 15 minutes to learn about one of these apps, and, and we've just given them several ideas, the RPAC, the Kids Place, the Net Nannies of the world, mm-hmm. it, it take you know an hour at the most to figure it out, set it up, and then use it. I, I, the other thing that I hear all the time is, well, then I can't get on YouTube, or I can't go online right. shopping. But, but you can. These apps and, and uh, devices like Disney Circle have come a long way, even just in the last year. And, and they're really worth your time and energy. Just, just make, yeah, make tech the bad guy instead of you. My favorite story, I have to share this. One of, my, uh, one of the, the parenting writers that I had when I was at Mashable did this great post about how he um, would change the Wi-Fi password on the yeah. computer at home. <laughs> To, and and it basically you know so that the the ID number would just come up as do your homework then get password <laughs> and so of course he's tech savvy enough to know how to do it but he did it so you know his kids could not get online until their chores or their homework or whatever else it was was done and they could right. prove it and then they would get it and of course Rebecca always shares about how she's got mm-hmm. her finger on the pulse of that router I know I do my router at the router level I don't do it anymore now that my daughters are 14 and I will yeah. say that at some point I think your kids have to learn how to regulate themselves as do you they, they do and so they do, they do. and yeah. they will if you help them through that they will learn how to self-regulate they really really will and and the biggest fight i have with my 15 year old is is really just she does want to use she, first of all i didn't get her an iphone until just this past christmas you know so she didn't have a smartphone until she was 14 which was way be, wow. uh, you know, behind everybody else. But mm-hmm. she had a basic phone where I could text her, I could keep in touch with her and find her, and, and she had all the things she needed. And she didn't, when I first gave it to her for Christmas, she said, oh, Mom, I love you so much, but I don't want one. Because so many of her friends are kind of sucked in by them. But, you know, she, she has really learned to self-regulate, and the biggest thing is she wants to set it as an alarm. So I had to go out and get her a $10 alarm and yeah, everything goes on to a charging station and, you know, by our kitchen, one floor away. So it's a pain in the butt to get out of bed and go get it. Um, but yeah, I, the one thing about resetting the the uh, passwords every day is that I forget them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too so, hard. Yeah. But, but there's a lot of, you know, I've just finished a, a, a new Disney Circle. It, that's been out for a while now, but I just finished a new review of it along with the Glued app and the, the Net Nannies and the R Packs. And these things are easy and, and simple and inexpensive for the most part. And I so think why if not? You, I think if you start at the beginning when your kid's little, it's also different. Like they should just be on the device from the get go because it is harder to go backwards sometimes. 
Absolutely. Um, you know, they, agree. yeah. So start if you're I mean, if you already have an eight year old, and you're like, I'm screwed. My kid's been using a screen now for four years, you know, um, but you I guess you have to have that conversation as a family. But I mean, who wants a tech tantrum? I just think that oh, is there's enough. Tantrums. There's enough things that kids will have a tantrum, about, especially if you have a tantrum prone kid. It really underscores how addicted they are. Because tantrums, right, are usually just a power play, like an I don't want to do that. But this is different. This is a real, like, you're taking this reward thing away from me. They're addicted. And that's the part about screenagers that can be so, so, so helpful is to understand the dopamine, the rush that these kids, even at the age of two, get Mm -hmm. to these kinds of of, um, stimulus. You know, it really is an addiction. It, it's not like, oh, uh, you know, going back to that self-control thing. It's not like, oh, well, you know, you just need it, more self-control. No, it's like your brain is wired to respond to these things in this way. And in, in, in screenagers, they talk about, you know, when hundreds of years ago, if there was that kind of stimulus, you know, a lion, a tiger, or a bear, uh, that you know your your body would respond to it in a certain way so we've replaced that now with with apps and and social media and um buzzfeed videos right (laughs) oh buzzfeed um yeah yeah we're just addicted to it i think too with the littlest kids um i read a study on one of the really frightening things with the kids were actually bonding with the device Mm. instead of their parent because they were getting sort of feedback and reward from the device more than they, especially, That's, you know, right. you're putting so kids on, creepy. yeah, creepy. They're putting kids, especially if you have, and I've talked about this before, I don't love digital storybooks for this reason, that if something else is what your child has in their lap and that's what's reading to them, and that's what's rewarding them for reading instead of them sitting in your lap, right? Because reading's not just about reading. It's about that time together of your child in your lap turning the pages of that experience. Um, and if your child's having that experience with an iPad, you can see how they'd become emotionally yeah. attached, not just like dopamine addicted, but an actual sort of bond. And also a lot of times parents, you know, when they do let their kids have screen time like that, it's because they're off doing something else. Right. They're either busy doing their own work or they're caring for a kid or they're cooking dinner. So, you know, there's no connectivity at all with the kid. Right. So it's a balance. Right. I mean, a lot of us were parked in front of the TV for hours at a time. Um, But I feel like with TV, what's sort of weird about it is you kind of knew what was going on around you. Um, Because you're just sucked in. And especially if they have headphones on. You have kids with a headphone on and they're sucked into the screen. It's just their own little bubble. Um, That's probably not good i think we'll, we'll end up seeing the repercussions of that as we, we, we will along. post uh links to all of the um items and apps that jennifer mentioned you know that that she's looking into yep. and when your story's done we can post that too so parents can have Wait. a resource to go to and try one of these you know like jen said take it. a couple of minutes and try to figure it out right and tell your kid you're doing it don't be one of those weirdo sneaky parents like to just doesn't right. tell your kid like that's, let them know that's weird yeah and, and i don't spy on your kids that's ridiculous yeah, it's awful. you know have open discussions about it and go to them for the solutions you know their kids what and another thing that surprised me about screenagers is how many kids are asking for yep. guidelines and rules and parameters around this stuff. And, and my own daughter wants it. You know, she wants to know what the rules are 
Um, and that's really surprising, especially with younger kids. They're saying, help me, help right. me here. And, and, you know, I've been saying this for years and years, but you wouldn't give your kids the keys to your car right and say good luck driving to downtown manhattan today (laughs) have fun (laughs) but we're doing that with these gadgets and we're expecting them to dodge and navigate around some really tricky and scary parts of of this new digital world that we live in yeah i always tell my daughters to uh make me the bad guy i'm like you just be like my mom is so lame she makes us get off our phone by nine o'clock my mom sucks i'm like i'm fine with that i just use me I wish my daughter would actually talk on the phone. Oh, no, they don't talk on the phone. And they're terrified to talk on the phone. Terrified. Yeah, they've got to work on that. Yeah, they're a whole generation of kids who can't pick up the phone. phone. You're not getting a response. Pick up the phone. I hate picking up the phone. I never want to pick up the phone. Just yesterday I had to call somebody, and I was like, I don't want to call them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to text them and see what's going on. I'm so old-fashioned that way. I send all these emails and texts are flying around, and I'll be the one who picks up the phone and makes a call because... I'm too impatient. Yeah, it gets it does get it it's done. It's so funny because now my son is 20 25? Yeah. <laughs> looking at me. I'm like, sure. yes he is. <laughs> and uh, and he lives in Washington DC now and I text him and I use Siri to text so that I can cuz otherwise I can't keep up with him. <laughs> And the other night, it was like 11 o'clock on Sunday night, I was sitting there texting him, probably after I emailed you, Jennifer, she and I were both working late on Sunday night. And uh, he called me and I said, what's wrong? And he said, nothing, I'm just tired of texting with you. Can we pick up the phone and talk? And it was, I mean, it was so sweet. It was so nice. And we had a really good talk. But, you know, I'm so used to just texting. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Forget what someone sounds like. All right. Well, we will be uh, right back with our bites of the week. And because how much longer can we talk about all the awful (laughs) things? We have to be a little positive here. All right. We'll be back with our cool recommendations right after this. So speaking of digital things you could could do with your kids that are positive, you know that great idea you have or that your kid has, the one you've been sitting on, the one everyone agrees is amazing. But now what? Get your idea or your kid's idea out to the world with your own professional quality website, blog, or online store. We are sharing how easy it is to get started with Weebly. Weebly was created for people with the courage to start their own business and the dream to be their own boss. Or I know so many kids who like they want to start a blog. They want to, I mean, we get video kids all the time on Kids Views, but they want to participate in some way teach your kid to be a content creator rather than just a BuzzFeed content <laughs> consumer. There's a, there's a kid in town who's looking, he's home from college and he's looking for, you know, work doing stuff and he posted his card on a Facebook group and it's, you know, his site dot Weebly dot com. Oh, he went on awesome. Weebly and made his own site. Yeah, you don't have to be a web designer. You don't even have to know how to code. You can create a fantastic website. We were super impressed with the wide variety of professionally designed mobile friendly themes to choose from because everyone's looking at your thing on a phone. No one's on their desktop anymore. Drag, drop, quickly build, and publish your site. It's that easy. You can customize it, update it, change your site anytime on any device. It's super cool. Creating a fantastic website shouldn't get in the way of your dreams. Join the over 30 million people who are already dreaming big with Weebly. Get started today for free at weebly.com parenting. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash parenting. Weebly.com slash parenting. And again, send us your cool websites. We'll like put them on our Facebook page and show people the cool stuff you're doing. And if you build one with your kids, please let us know. We love that. I think kids, you have to know they might not update it all the time. You have to let them be. Don't pester them about it. But let them start it. Just like anything else, it might be their thing for them. It might not. But for goodness sakes, it's so easy to do. 
We are also brought to you today by Organifi. Because now you're a parent who's dealing with your kid's tech <laughs> tantrums. So don't you need to boost your energy, ease your stress, erase belly fat? Because I'm not even getting into that discussion with moms. Um, easier than eating vegetables <laughs> or juicing. No shopping, no juicing, no blending, no cleanup, which is, I think, the best the part best. of all. The best tasting greens on the market. I tasted it. It's good. You can get your kids can get their greens in. Put a little spoonful in the smoothie. They'll never know it's in there. It's organic, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free. So we're talking allergy-friendly here. It has a special ingredient, ashwagandha. Every week, I hope I say that right. Ashwagandha. Shown in clinical studies to lower cortisol, which is fat storage hormone, increase energy, improve mental focus. Our listeners can get an additional 20% off by going to www.organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use coupon code PARENTING. You can also go to www.organifi.com slash parenting. So you have many ways to use our coupon code and get 20% off. And try it. I mean, it's an easy way to kind of fit in your greens and drink them rather than eating a giant salad or making your kids eat a giant salad. If your kid actually eats a giant salad, send me a picture of that. Not mine. (laughs) Mine actually do. I shouldn't even say that. But um, test it out. Let us know what you think. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. All right, Bites of the Week. Amy's not here to go first. She always says, I'll go first. Yeah, Amy always hogs first because she's afraid someone else will see what she's going to say. Exactly. So, Andrea. But since mine's always a gadget, it doesn't usually happen. Okay, I'll go first. Um, so I was trying out this new gadget. It's called the ConnectSense Smart Outlet. And here's what I love. You know, people are really afraid to, they want to make their home a smart home. But A, it's expensive. B, it's confusing because there's Zigbee and Z-Wave and Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. And uh, and they just want to try it, right? So you can get a ConnectSense smart outlet. You plug it into your existing outlet. Um, and it's got two separate uh, Wi-Fi enabled plugs. So basically, you can take a fan, you can take a television, you can take flat iron. Your fl- I was just going to say, <laughs> my flat iron that I never think is off. You can put your flat oh my God, iron I'm in totally there. I'm totally doing this. And it is Apple HomeKit enabled, so you can use your iOS device, awesome. you can use tablets, um, and you control that outlet from your phone. So Rebecca, if you're worried about your flat iron. I'm worried just... about my flat iron, my daughter's flat iron, the flat irons of everyone I know. So what's cool <laughs> about this is the other problem a lot of people have is, you know, you get these um, devices, these outlets that enable connectivity, but then you need a hub in your home. And oh my God, everyone free. And, and it's difficult having all these different hubs. This runs on Wi-Fi, period. The outlet itself is Wi-Fi enabled. You don't need a hub. And you control the two outlets separately. Oh, that's cool. And it's like under $50. We'll post a link to it. But it's such a great way to get started. So I like this. All right. Jennifer, what you got for us? Well, I have so many different little guys. <laughs> I'm just looking at them all right now. But I you know, staying on that smart home idea here for a second, there's a Blink home video surveillance camera that is super cool because it's wireless. So you've got this little Blink home video camera and you can check in from an app on your smartphone or your tablet or your computer, anywhere you're at in the world, as long as you have Wi-Fi. But you can take this little camera and it's it's so small, it's about half of a regular smartphone size and you can move it anywhere around your house. So if you wanna keep an eye on the front door, you can move it over by the front door. If you wanna make sure your kids are staying off their devices at night, you can move it over that way. (laughs) 
Um, and it's, it's just really cool. It's called Blink and blinkforhome.com. And I just love how um, portable it is. So I'm really getting into to those right now. I think that's really, really cool. Does it, because um, I'm always looking for one that's easy to move around the house. Do you have to plug it in though? No, it's wireless. It's completely wireless. Completely wireless. Ah. So it's not a home base. And then right. you have to change the batteries out, you know. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's very that sounds cool. good. Because for me, sometimes like I had workers in the house the other day, and I wanted to move my mm. camera upstairs just to make sure they stayed where they were supposed to stay. <laughs> yeah. And right. uh, but it's a pain; you have to plug it in, and you know. So if you could take a little wireless, it it works wirelessly, but you still have to plug it in. So this this is something that's good to cool. try. Yes, yes. Like this that. is the first one I've ever seen that you don't have to plug in. Right, good. Just, and they're so small, you can just move them anywhere, and you could be creepy about it, baby, babysitter cam, kind of creepy about it, but that's, I don't recommend that. But that's probably a good travel um, baby monitor, too. Like if you had, you know, put a, need to go to grandma's, because right? it sounds small and easily yes. portable. Cool. Small and easy to use. You would have to take the hub with you. Right. Which, that part you do have to plug in. But again, small and, and simple that yeah. way. Great. Rebecca? My bite of the week is, so the New York Times has a virtual reality app, and they launched today a seven-minute movie that they put together of Pluto on the virtual reality app. They took all the images that were taken by whatever just did the pass around Pluto, um, and they actually created this little seven-minute film in the virtual reality app of Pluto. It's so cool, and it's, I think, the first, like, really cool use of this um, technology and of the app they launched because it's hard to have things that you're like do I really care about seeing that in like right. virtual reality 3D yes right. but like, that would Pluto. be so is this where you use the cardboard <laughs> yes the cardboard and you use yep. the app on your iPad yep yeah. on your it's iOS and Android okay. I think it's both and um, it's super cool and really cool for your kids and also I feel like it's short enough that if you're freaked out about your kids and the cardboard and virtual reality it's like seven minutes it's not like they're doing like a yeah. half hour of virtual reality um, and how else are you going to see Pluto? You're never going to get to see Pluto. <laughs> it's so cool. So I highly recommend that. And I, my last thing is our last sponsor today, which is Bedface, where Andrea and I got our sheets. Did Amy get our sheets? Uh, yes, she, she did. did. She's not she here did. to talk about them. <laughs> they are an online bedding brand that creates the best damn sheets on the internet. They offer high quality cotton bedding in 24 mix and match colors with 28 million possible combinations. So you can make your dream bed, you can make your bed different for every night of your life, I guess. You can make so many comments. It's actually cool. You it's build cool because you bed. do it on the site. It's yeah. like you build a bed on the site. They you have can a bed see maker the colors. tool, lets you visualize your dream set before you buy it. You can pick like a different top sheet, a different mm-hmm. flat sheet, a different pillowcase, different duvet cover. It's made with 100% long staple cotton designed for comfort and breathability. They back all products with a no questions ask 100 night guarantee. Like that's enough nights that you should know. But here's the really cool them. thing: if you send them back for any reason, if they're not the right color, if they just you know right. they're not soft what enough you for thought. you, they actually wash them and donate them. I that's so cool. I like that. I love that. I like when they give back. Plus, it's yeah. like that's a big textile recycling yep. thing too with sheets. Like you gotta love your sheets, and just you know, when you're done, you gotta get rid of them right. They work directly with their makers. They pass the savings on to you. Sheet sets start at under $100. Use promo code BYTES. Go to bedface.com and use promo code BYTES for 20% off your order. 
And um, you could send us pictures of your cool bed with all the colors you mixed and matched that you came up with yourself. But don't take weird pictures of your bed. Like, make your bed if you're going to send us pictures of your bed. Don't you make your bed every day? I feel like you should make your bed You know, bed I didn't day. used to. Uh, and now I do again. It's kind of weird. It's like when I was so busy and commuting every day and I just went, eh, life's too short. But now I'm not running out the door every morning because I get to work from home and or come in a few days. And I make it. And it's really nice when you get in at night. I always make my bed for that reason. Jen, I don't, do you make your bed? I don't like I do because it's the only thing that's kind of clean and tidy every single day. <laughs> right? Week. Don't you feel good? <laughs> like you make your bed, like, it looks good. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like I've cleaned my whole house. Right. Because I have a made bed. And, and I have a surface. <laughs> To like throw all my clothes on and fold on. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I have to. There is something so about a made I'll bed. I'll make my half of the bed and my right. husband's will oh. be there. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, that's, that's a little passive aggressive, but we'll take it. There's actually a great video, maybe we'll link to it, from a, a housekeeping maid at the Four Seasons in Paris at the George Sank who shows how they make the bed. It's like their Ooh. tricks. Maybe we'll link to that. It's we should. Really, you should see how she does a pillowcase, some weird all tucked in ways. So you like oh never see gosh. the pillow part. That oh, was very cool. So maybe we'll link to that too. <laughs> um, you can aspire to have a bed as fabulous as the Four Seasons in Paris. But anyway, thanks for being here, Jennifer. We loved having you on the phone. Thank we will you have... so much for having me. It was such a pleasure. It was great to finally have you. We've been wanting to have you on forever. A long time. <laughs> um, and I just thought of ten more things to talk about. So I'll well, come so so, so make you a will list. Come back. Make a list, and next time you're in the city, you can come join us in person too. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, that would be really fun. That would be great. Would love that. And thanks, Andrea, for being in the studio Thank today. You. Thanks everyone for listening. You can see everything we talked about today on our website, parentingbites.com, and of course on our Facebook page at facebook.com/parentingbites. Find us on iTunes, rate, review us, subscribe to us, because that's the most important thing on iTunes at Parenting Bites, and also on Play.it, where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. Until next week. See you next week. See you next week. Bye, Jen. Bye. Thank you. Have a great week. You too. Bye.